Tina had some bangers, man. Rest in peace, Tina Turner. Um, sure, everyone knew, knows that uh, passed away yesterday, age of 83, after a, a long, uh, mostly private illness. I, I, I did not know that Tina Turner was, was ill or living in Switzerland, um, but um, she was, and she passed away yesterday at the age of 83. And, uh, of course, everyone is giving um, their thoughts um, on uh, they're calling her the queen of rock and roll. I haven't uh, heard anyone call her that uh, until today. Um, th- there's worse people that you can dub the the queen of rock and roll, and today's not the day to to debate that. But uh, by the time I found out who Tina Turner was, it was when the biopic starring uh, Lawrence Fishburne and Angela Bassett came out back in 1993. And uh, so I was nine years old. I never heard of Tina Turner before that. Um, so obviously I didn't follow her career from the Ike and Tina Turner review. That was all that was all history to me uh, by the time I found out who she was. But um, I think her most important contribution um, outside of the songs and, and everything else um, that, uh, you know, she she gifted the world in, in her time on Earth um, was. The hope and and the stigma breaking uh, that she uh, brought for people suffering or sur- surviving domestic abuse. Um, by the time I found out who Tina Turner was, um, she was already a um, solo star in her own right. Uh, I believe she broke out in 1981, the private dancer record, um, after she left Ike with uh, less than a dollar in her pocket. And of course, he was an abuser. He was a controller. He was a gaslighter. So he he told her that uh, she would never make it without him, which is how abusers um, keep their um, victims under their thumb by breaking them down and making them feel like life is over for them if if uh, if they leave them either literally or 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 physic or figuratively. And so I kind of always saw Tina Turner as this 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 strong, powerful survivor uh, who had a whole bunch of pop bangers. I never looked at Tina Turner and, and saw her as a victim. Um, I, she was probably in her 40s or 50s by the time I was um, um, aware of her. And she always spoke with such power and such gravitas. And I, I know that one of her one of her songs was kind of an anthem of um, uh, for for abused women or spouses and partners back in the eighties, um, and, and I think that her getting out of that situation, and I'm not sure if people were when, when people actually caught wind um, as to how big of a monster Ike Turner was, um, but but. You know, I, I, I hope that she gave a lot of women hope. I hope she uh, gave a lot of women inspiration to get out of these bad situations and um, rebuild their lives. Because when it came down to it, it turned out that Tina didn't need Ike. In fact, she was probably carrying his ass for the majority of their uh, career together. So rest in peace, Tina Turner. Um you know, I wasn't around for the heyday, but uh, she definitely made a mark on this world in more ways than one. Uh, so yesterday, we finally got the much ballyhooed announcement 
from Ron DeSantis that he was running for president. He did it on Twitter Spaces, which is um, it, it's an audio chat room. There was an app called Clubhouse that was trying to launch this a couple years ago. I think Twitter probably just absorbed it. That seems to be kind of what happens uh, with these big social media companies. I remember a couple of years back, maybe it was a decade, decade and a half ago, when Google Plus launched and they had this Hangout function. And uh, Google Plus didn't really go anywhere, but uh, Facebook either bought the scraps or they launched their own version of the Google Hangout um, on Facebook. They launched their own version of, um, they call them circles on, on Gmail. Um, on Facebook, I think it's just lists of friends that you can share your stuff with. Um, and so I, I think Twitter did that with Twitter spaces. Um, and, and 6 o'clock last night, Ron DeSantis made his announcement. And uh, a lot of people are making uh, a lot about the uh, technical glitches that were happening. Um, there were Twitter claims uh, that there were uh, 500,000 people at one point trying to tune into the speech, uh, which crashed their servers and made the first half hour of it a glitchy mess from what I heard. I, I didn't drop until about 526. Um, I forgot about it. 626, I'm sorry. I forgot about it. I was out getting the wife and I dinner last night, heard Bitch Album talking about it on the radio and decided I'd, I'd tune in. And I got to say, the format itself, I, I kind of liked it. It felt like a very intimate, uh, very organic sort of fireside chat or, or podcast. Um, and honestly, I don't think that the technical glitches are fatal. I think uh, it, its worst effect on this campaign is that it just didn't give it any momentum. I mean, um, and and Chuck Todd brought this up with Tom Yamas the other the other day. You know, this was this was a novel idea, um, but back in 2007, you've got the iconic image of 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 Barack Obama announcing that he's running for president at a rally with almost 20,000 people. I think it was 17,000 people in Springfield, Illinois. Uh, 2015, you've got the iconic image of, of Donald Trump coming down the golden escalator in Trump Tower to announce that he was running for president. You don't really have that here. Um, you've got a bunch of stock footage that the news, uh, the, the news organizations were running over the audio. Um, so I think I wouldn't call this a fail. You know, a lot of people are, are tap dancing and celebrating, and I understand that. I'm no fan of Governor DeSantis, but I, I, I think the technical issues are the least of their concerns. To me, the, uh, the, the most concerning thing about this whole um, – announcement on on Twitter spaces is that at its peak only 500,000 people were tuning in if you think about how many people um, would have been uh, watching it live if he did it on the cable news stations we all know that uh, CNN and MSNBC don't move the needle Fox News um, you know they've taken a hit after Tucker Carlson left but he would have gotten more than 500,000 eyeballs on him and, yeah, of course it gets picked up and re-reported by the news organizations, but there was no initial oomph there. And uh, 
I think that you know these Google Spaces chats are probably good on the campaign trail somewhere. Um, it did seem like um, you had uh, reporters and whoever else wanted to, to weigh in have direct access to Ron DeSantis. I don't know if they were handpicked before, but it did sound organic. I did like the concept, um, but I don't think it works as as a vehicle to launch your campaign. And maybe there was some kind of deal made. Elon Musk said, hey, look, we're trying to um, push this Google Spaces function. Uh, why don't we try that? And a lot of people are saying that this is actually worse for, for Elon Musk than it is for Ron DeSantis. I don't know. Um, you know, obviously, the other day, Axios was calling him the new Rupert Murdoch and, and Twitter the new Fox News. I don't think this necessarily undoes all of this, that, but I think that Twitter needs to uh, take a look at its uh, servers to make sure that it can, um, it, it can accommodate 500,000 people trying to tune in at the same time. All right, y'all better stop messing with Target, by the way. I touched on this the other day that Target is taking some of its LGBTQ merchandise off the shelves um, because um, their stores and their employees have been getting uh, threatened by the boycott-loving um, anger mob that uh, it, it has put Bud Light in a bad position after they decided to uh, acknowledge the existence of gay and trans individuals. And now that uh, they feel like they've taken Coors Light, they're taking their, por- uh, their, their torches and pitchforks over to Target. And yesterday I talked about how um, Target took this stuff off their shelves ahead of Pride Month um, just because they were worried about the safety of their own uh, employees. But now, you know, this, this anger mob is trying to turn this into another um, nationwide protest, quote-unquote, Bud Light success story. And I don't think it's going to work in this uh, instance because people love Target. And Bud Light kind of did this to themselves with the years and years of sort of the macho, somewhat misogynistic marketing that they've that they've used and then they pulled this complete 180 and these um, uh, fragile meatheads got very threatened by uh, the thought of a trans influencer drinking their beer or drinking their beer out of a, a can that had a rainbow on it as if it might turn them gay or something. Um, but the general public loves Target. And, you know, one of the big sort of outrage methods that uh, this anger mob used is they were posting false videos saying that Target is is selling trans-friendly swimsuits for children, which is which is patently unfalse and uh, unfalse. <laughs> it's patently false. It's patently untrue. Damn it! I was gonna I was about to launch into a rant and then I made myself laugh. Look, stop using children as pawns for your crappy political agendas. I think that, um, you know, deep down, um, whether it's Ron DeSantis and the Florida uh, legislation passing trans laws in high schools or schools quoting to uh, claiming to, quote unquote, protect the children. Um, and now the outrage machine putting out fake videos about um, 
trans-friendly children swimsuits. I think whenever people know that their agenda is crappy and it's inflammatory and it's it, it's intolerant, they always use children as pawns. Stop using children as pawns for your prejudiced political agendas, okay? There, there, there's no such, there, there is no problem, um, you know, they, they, they create this, this scenario that doesn't exist, that uh, you got a whole bunch of trans people and, and drag queens going around trying to snatch your children and, and, and convert them into uh, being in the LGBTQ community, okay? It's not the LGBTQ community who are trying to um, project their sexual preference and gender ID onto us. It's us. It's the straight, it's the straight non-trans people trying to pass laws against gay and trans folks. It's the straight non-trans people trying to put laws into place to exclude gay and trans people. It's the straight non-trans people going around saying they're boycotting Bud Light because they uh, they use a transgender in their marketing campaign. All right, it's these straight non-trans people posting fake videos trying to get people all pissed off at Target, and then it's the straight non-trans people going to Target threatening their employees with violence if they have merchandise on the shelf, which they have no control over. Just stop it. And, and, and the most disturbing thing is that it's working, and there's no pushback. I don't know where the pushback is. We're kind of laughing about it, but 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 this is getting serious. And I could write off the Bud Light thing because, like I said, Bud Light has 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 positioned themselves as sort of the the official drink for for macho meatheads. But Target is very mainstream. And by the way, I I don't think Target is going to face any financial repercussions here um, because it's very popular with women. I feel like women are much more tolerant of, of, of the gay and trans lifestyle uh, than men are. You got to let people be who they are, okay? And, and you got to stop making this, this entire class of people, these others, um, you know, the, these sort of dangerous caricatures that, that don't hold up to reality. And when it comes to your Ron DeSantis's, when when it comes to your anti-LGBTQ government officials, I think what they're doing is they know they know that 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 the gay trans community is not a threat, right? Um, they know that in reality, there's no trans uh, there there there's not a big mob of trans people. There's not a big mob of drag queens going around snatching your kids out of school and, and, and forcing them to live that lifestyle. But what you do is you come up with this problem and say, oh, they're coming for your children. They're coming for your family. And then you do nothing, and it makes it look like you've solved the problem. Example, you get a Florida legislature. Well, we got to keep your kids safe from the transgenders and the drag queens. And then you look at him and say, um, I, I, I haven't seen any evidence of, 
of, of transgendered folks or uh, uh, drag queens being a danger to my children. That's right. Mission accomplished because not on our watch. We're keeping your children safe. It, they're creating a problem that doesn't exist and, and, and using the fact, using the absence of the problem that they're trying to build up for you and, and scare you with, they're using the absence of that as evidence of their effective government. And, and it's really nuts. Now, now look, I, I'm seeing a lot of some of my right-wing friends and colleagues on Facebook. Every now and then they'll post some story uh, about, you know, some deviant who also happens to be trans. It happened after Nashville. And every now and then, um, you know, they'll post about uh, someone who's a sexual offender who, who happens to be trans. I'm not saying it doesn't happen at all, but the vast majority of, of, of people who are carrying out these crimes that they're trying to legislate against the LGBTQ community to protect you are perpetrated by straight non-trans people. So, yeah, you could probably find a couple of examples, and those people should be thrown in jail. But they do it because they're, 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 they're deviants. They do it because they're criminals themselves and not because they happen to be gay or trans.